Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Blunt Force Discussion. I'm your host, Anthony Russo. You've seen Awake Not Woke Store, which is where I'm wearing the gear. I, I wore this specifically today. Not a single one of us regrets not taking it because we're going to be talking about the dirty word that rhymes with smacksiganations and uh, actually getting a little bit more into detail about something that is uh, a delicate area. We're going to talk about the the mothers and pregnant mothers and how it relates to that Evil, evil V word, of course. Um, so we're going to talk about that on today's Blunt Force discussion. We've got a special guest, Dr. James Thorpe or Dr. Jim Thorpe. Uh, we're going to actually, I'm actually going to play something so you know a little bit more about him to start. And then we're going to bring him on. I do have to say this, the views in this video so that we can try to keep it up as long as possible on all the channels. The views in this video are just uh, opinion by me and then bringing on an expert. They do not express my views in any way, shape, or form. Wink, wink, whatever you want to say about that. Uh, just to give you the heads up, that's that's where we have to stand for these social media overlords. But we're going to provide as much information and data as we possibly can. So without further ado, I'm going to go and play this video so you learn a little bit more about Dr. James Thorpe. an obstetrician gynecologist in St. Louis, Missouri, is affiliated with uh, SSM Health St. Mary's Hospital, St. Louis. He received his medical degree from Wayne State University School of Medicine, has been in practice for more than 20 years, and Dr. Thorpe would ask you to do it. We, we, we understand, being a gynecologist, how, how sensitive your patient population is, and you know that, that is our future, all that type of thing. I really want you focusing, because time is short, on what you are seeing clinically in, in your patients and your newborns. Dr. Thorpe. Thank you, Senator Johnson. And thank you, God, for bringing me here to the Senate and giving a voice to my patients. And who are my patients? Well, one of them was sitting right across from me, Ms. Brown, and it's heartbreaking. And she is one of my patients. My patients are women of reproductive age, pregnant women, and preborn babies. And what I've seen in my clinical practice has been a substantial, massive increase, unprecedented in menstrual abnormalities prior to pregnancy, a substantial increase in infertility, a substantial increase in miscarriage, fetal death, and fetal malformation. Um, we published many studies this year, uh, over the last two years, 
our latest study, which we've used from VAERS and CDC uh, data, and we compared the COVID-19 vaccines uh, over the last 15, 18 months with those of the influenza vaccine in pregnancy. And what we've seen is catastrophic. It's a danger signal like no others. I don't have time to review all of those problems, but what I will say is that the CDC and the FDA look for a two-fold increase as a danger signal, a two-fold increase. What our study showed was not two-fold increases, but 50, 100, or 1,000 increases in menstrual abnormalities, for example, the almost 1,200-fold increase compared to the influenza vaccine. About miscarriage, 58-fold increase in miscarriage from the COVID-19 vaccines compared to that of the influenza vaccine. And I could go on and on. Fetal death, 38-fold increase. This is what I've seen. This is what the data shows. My patients are the rate-limiting factor of future generations of the human race. I want to ask why the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, why the American College of OBGYN, and why the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine, all of whom I've served in a professional capacity in an outstanding fashion my entire career, why they are pushing this lethal vaccine in risking the future of all humanity. That Thank you, or, Senator. So, yes or no question. Do you, do you recommend a half a glass of wine to your pregnant patients? No. Um, I, I do want you to very briefly cover, because I know you had done a, uh, a deep dive in peer-reviewed literature on actual case studies on adverse events. What, 1,366? You nailed it. Can you just quick, I mean, quick summarize it? We need to get... Yes, I will. And, and indeed, uh, published earlier this year, um, a couple articles. Uh, uh, and in that article, I reviewed and studied 1,366 peer-reviewed medical journal publications in the world literature documenting death and destruction after the COVID-19 vaccine. And I can list all those. I categorically, I published them all in a journal. The Gazette of Medical Sciences published 200 pages of the abstracts of the published literature and compared with other vaccines for a century, all the other vaccines, no comparison. What were the top three adverse events based on those published studies? Yeah, the, um, the, the, top, the top one, no surprise to Dr. McCullough, uh, was cardiac disease. And then we're looking at uh, thrombocytopenia and blood clot. All right, that was uh, Ron Johnson and, of course, Dr. Thorpe having a, a little interchange. You're going to learn a little bit about that, what, what exactly was going on there, what they were talking about, some of the data. We're going to get into it. This is called Blunt Force Discussion for a reason. I'm going – there's been a long line of questions that the left and some of the anti-conspiracy theorists have had saying, well, you don't have enough data. You don't actually have the information. You're making this stuff up. Why is big tech silencing this? So no better person to bring on uh, than who is in front of Dr. or in front of Ron Johnson right there. Peter McCullough was on the stage as well. We've had Peter do a couple different things with our platform. So without further ado, I'll let him introduce himself. Ladies and gents, Dr. 
James Thorpe. Anthony, it's an honor and a privilege to be on your blunt force discussion platform. Pleasure is mine. Previous interviews, and they're incredible. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure is mine. All right, Doc. First off, give yourself a full introduction. Then I I mean, I took some even more notes during that video, Um, but there's a lot of questions I have for you. But first, introduce yourself. Give everybody your background, because I think we're going to talk about how your career is even in jeopardy for, you know, speaking out about truth. But go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm a 70 year old. I just turned 70. A very, very gematrially significant number in in my life. Uh, I'm highly experienced and highly published. I am an expert on COVID. Listen, I, I've been doing high-risk obstetrics for over 44 years. I graduated from medical school in 1979 uh, from Wayne State University School of Medicine. Um, I was honored uh, at that time to uh, be called in to the chairman's office at that time, way back when. His name was Dr. Tommy Evans and uh, didn't know what he was calling me in for, but he said, Thorpe, he goes, you won the David S. Diamond Award. I said, well, I don't know what that is. Am I in trouble? <laughs> uh, no, that, that's the award that goes to the top OBGYN student in our entire class. And, and that class now is 300. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was the largest medical school in the country. And uh, I, I was honored. Um, and I said, uh, and by the way, Dr. Tommy Evans was a former chairman of the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, I'm sorry, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, a very powerful man. He said, Thorpe, you can go to anywhere in the country or the world. You want to do your training for OBGYN. Uh, You name it, you're there. And I said, well, I'd really like to go to the University of Colorado because that was a perinatal capital center of the world at that time. And I said, but the problem is I'm, I'm a commissioned uh, Air Force officer. I, I had to take this scholarship to um, because I couldn't afford medical school here. Um, so I will, unfortunately, I won't be able to go to that. I'll have to go to one of their subpar military programs. And, and I was pretty depressed. And he goes, no, you're not. I'll take care of that. And by the grace of God, I matriculated at the University of Colorado, Denver, the perinatal capital of the world, for four years as my um, training. Nobody likes advertising, so we're going to make this quick. This is Anthony from Blunt Force Discussion. First off, check out our store. You can see it right here. Go to wakenowwokestore.com. Use Awake for 15% off. Depending on the week, we always have maybe a different discount, but always use Awake. 15% is usually the way to go. We've got these new mugs. Look at that mug shot and revenge. A little Trump mug shot. Uh, We've got not a single one of us regrets, regrets, regrets not taking it. And the pure blood hat again, this episode uh, was a little bit specific to that. We also have a new partner, Century H2O. And we, uh, this is with the water that I'm actually drinking out of the mug. Delicious filtration system adds magnesium, adds alkalinity. It's a far better water and it literally goes right into your sink. And with the 10% off, it's going to come out to about $300, which is the filtration that you'll use for a year, even a little bit more. So impressive stuff. Check it out. Big fan of this water. We talked about getting away from plastics, getting away from all the different crap that goes into your system. If you like supplements, 
and a lot of you do on this show, The Dr. Artist Show. We've had Dr. Artists on the show before. Use BFD at checkout for 10% off. Again, you've got Doc's Viral Defense. You've got some stuff for acne and skin stuff as well as vitamin C. Great list of supplements. I know a lot of you guys already use it that watch the show. And last but not least, if you want to support us, Here's what you got to do. Go to patreon.com backslash blunt force discussion. Again, that's patreon.com backslash blunt force discussion. I hope you enjoy this episode or enjoyed it. I don't know where I'm going to put this little bit. Is it in the beginning? Is it in the end? I don't know. I'm also going to be working on getting another affiliate from this actual show and the wellness company as they have some stuff to get rid of, you know, the spike proteins. Wink, wink. All right, take it easy, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and go on with the show. Moving on, you know, I, I, I did that. I, I, I'm extent, I, I did my three years of payback time after that, went down to University of, Colorado, University of Texas, Houston, with Dr. Valerie Parisi and Dr. Robert Carisi, one of the top uh, maternal fetal medicine fellowship programs in the country. Um, and, and it went on from there. I was, um, had the opportunity to become extraordinarily experienced God put me in the right place, the right time, um, doing closed fetal surgeries. Um, I, I arguably did more than, than certainly uh, many others around the country, if not anybody. Um, in, in the, I was summoned to the Congress in 2003 by the Bush administration. Uh, at the time, Senator uh, John McCain, I think was his name, from uh, Arizona. Arizona, yeah, yeah. Sam Brownback, I believe, from Kansas and Bush um, to uh, serve as an expert witness in their testimony um, and asked me to present on the topic of the fetus as my patient, an independent patient. They were taking down the partial birth abortion. Uh, and I did so. It was an incredible opportunity. I knew I'd destroy my career doing it because <laughs> all my colleagues um, apparently are are flagrant uh, pro-abortionists and um, I guess get their rocks off by um, murdering a lot of my preborns and, and now they want to do it to term preborns and, and afterborns. Can I already stop, can I already stop you because I have a question because I the, the cool part is we're learning how and it's going to lead up to where your career is now and the the pushback but from the abortion topic because it is a big topic and i know that wasn't you know on the plan but no better to talk to a gynecologist about abortion so do you believe there's a difference between those that are pro-choice and pro-abortion i we have a very large conservative following uh i'm one of those people that that's somewhat in the middle i think there's a i think there's a difference between six weeks and and 15 weeks drastically i would not consider myself pro-abortion but i do believe there's a, a a window of choice depending on the circumstance it's a very gray area i try to avoid it but in your you are you're the person that i could talk to do you think there is a difference between pro-choice and pro-abortion well let me say this <clears throat> Life starts at conception, period. Um, and, and it's not my job. I meet every patient where they're at. I try to meet every single child of my most high God, living God, um, which is all inclusive. I try to meet them where they are at. It's not my duty and it's inappropriate for me to counsel any patient directively. I meet them where they're at. I don't tell them what to do. I honor them. I'm their 
advocate. I'm a physician. I respect my physician-patient relationship. Now, so so having said that, um, you know, I, I a politician, you know, I don't care what they call themselves, but you know, that's how I feel. Um, a termination of a life is a termination of life. Now, I don't think you could be more pro-life than me, but I've had, God has put me in the situation, fortunately or unfortunately, to make some very difficult situations. And I have had to terminate some pregnancies. Yeah. That uh, If I didn't, if I didn't terminate the pregnancies, I would have lost my mother, my, wow. the patient. So, wow. so, you know, unfortunately, that's a tough job to do. I don't, yeah. I've never participated in elective terminations. You know, gotcha. Peter McCullough once said something that really, and this was in the last two years. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, I have an enormous amount of respect for him. I, I, you know, really, I have formally given him the Ignaz Philip Simois Award globally. Um, he's the one individual in this world that he has set himself in his creator. God has set him up as one unique person in the world. Nobody else is more qualified to lead this world out of this most catastrophic, colossal, clustered food bar that medicine has got us into. It's Peter McCullough. He's yeah. got the Ignaz Philip Semmelweis Award, and I'm currently writing a book on that. That's but awesome. having said that, he he said something. You know, um, you know, I was hoping to see him get into office um, because I do have those feelings, and and I ask him some some tough questions, you know, and, and part of it was just this. And he said, you know, look at Jim. He goes, we, um, I, I can't let my personal feelings um, and my views on the sanctity of life. I don't, I, I can't legislate those on other people's hearts. And, you know, he's right. Yeah. He can't, you can't legislate morality. Um, you know, so, um, look at there's been pro-abortion um, presidents, administrations like we're in. There's also been pro-life, uh, but uh, uh, administrations that we're in. The pro-life administrations, they don't have the opportunity to all of a sudden stop termination of pregnancy. They they can't do that. They can speak their piece, but the American people, you know, Roe versus Wade was taken down. That's great. I think that was great opportunity. Throw it over to the states. You know, I might go further, but they did their job, and, yeah. and then the the band plays on. Um, yeah, I just I don't get the Lindsey Grams of the world that after we're celebrating, and I do firmly believe as somebody that that airs on the side of minimal pro choice, I I cannot. I, it, find a right world where Lindsey Graham two weeks after the, we are celebrating Roe versus Wade being overturned. Cause that was the correct decision. It should go to the States. It should go more to the individual governance for him to say now it's, and this is before the 2022 midterms. Now let's talk about federal legislation banning it. And I'm like, you, you're, you're literally fulfilling all of the fears that 
everybody on the left was afraid of saying they're going to take away the right. And again, we can have a, it's a religion. I think it's more of a religious discussion, which also to me is something that needs to be separated from federal governance. But I, I could not believe that was the verbiage made. And I still think that the primaries in 2022, the reason why they didn't have that quote unquote red wave was predominantly because of the abortion topic, in my opinion, and the way that the left marketed their, their position. Well, I, I, I think that there's there's got to be a balance because, look, at you you can't get more of an adamant pro-life physician than me. You just yeah. can't. I didn't participate in my residency. I took a lot of flack for it. I sat on the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine board, uh, honored for a three-year term. That's really an international group now, the world experts of high-risk OB doctors. Uh, I think I was the only one in there. Uh, that that uh, had adamant pro-life. But listen, if I don't, I get constantly asked, Anthony, um, do you do, is there, is there a case for termination of pregnancy um, that you have to make? And I said, yes, absolutely. Yes, there is. But it's rare. It's rare as hen's teeth. And I, I can go into specific cases of, of that. Probably this is not the venue and I'll stop at that. But my point is that, look, at when I have to make a choice between the life of a fetus and the life of a mother, Absolutely. even if you're looking at heavily odds, then I have to I have to do what my patient wants to do. I don't tell her what to do, but I have to lean her in the direction of, of saving her life for her husband and her other children. Um, and yes, in those cases, I have terminated pregnancy by inducing pregnant uh, early. I don't do it lightly. And I don't it's a last do resort. Absolutely. I understand that. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So sorry, I interrupted you because I, I again, I liked I, I didn't even think about the fact that you'd be a great person to actually have that topic uh, and that conversation with. So go back a little bit more. I know we were talking about you had received uh, some awards you obviously been recognized uh, for your work and what you had done as a young doctor moving forward. And then now, obviously, I, I don't think we had gotten to when you had actually moved to St. Louis just yet. Well, um, yes. So so before that, and first of all, I, I never moved to St. Louis. Oh, I live right. here in Gulf Breeze, Florida. And oh, okay. I am with, uh, that's near Pensacola. I live with my beautiful wife, Maggie, who's a brilliant uh, researcher with me a brilliant attorney, and she's also received her divinity degree from Duke. And she has busted some huge companies for fraud in the insurance industry. And she's done the same in our research, specifically with regards to busting HHS, CDC, and the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. But be that as it may, we, uh, you know, going on, I spent the first half of my career in Kansas City, actually, at uh, St. Luke's Hospital, uh, at University of Missouri, Kansas City. Um, second half of my career, I've been down here. For the last four and a half years, I've been with SSM Health. Uh, uh, the senior... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Maternal field medicine physician and member of that department. Um, I, I, I've served honorably um, in, in all my positions, in all my professional uh, capacities, my, my entire career, being honored by organizations like St. Luke's Hospital of Kansas City that set up the James A. Thorpe MD uh, Annual Research Award, like the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine, like the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology that, that I've honored my entire career up until the last couple of years, like the Society, uh, uh, like the American College of OBGYN that's given me numerous uh, teaching uh, and research awards. So so uh, that that's where I am. I've served... Uh, at SSM Health, um, uh, I was loved by all, in, including the administration. Um, I, by the way, was the number one leader, uh, academic of uh, publishing there. I published uh, well over uh, um, 200 uh, peer review papers. Uh, they may not be listed on, on National Library of Medicine, but they're on my CV, well over two, uh, uh, close to 200. I, I've had well over, uh, you know, 250 uh, other, uh, including other uh, medical publications. Um, and, and also uh, important is that in just in the last three years, I published 50 just on COVID. I'm an expert on COVID. I was the expert on COVID in that department. Nobody came close to me. And by the way, I've read 27,500 high-risk OB scans for SSM. Um, they decided to terminate me. What is it, real quick, June what does SSM stand for? Sisters of St. Mary's Health, okay. uh, St. Louis. Uh, Laura Kaiser is a CEO, um, and Kevin Elledge, another CEO, uh, both of whom were uh, uh, in, intimately involved with my firing. So I call them out by name. Um, <laughs> they fired me on June 29th, a Thursday afternoon, uh, they masqueraded a call by Kevin Elledge um, saying, just to get to know you call, I knew there was something coming. My wife, the attorney, listened to every word. He went on for 30 minutes uh, ex- uh, praising me uh, for my ethical, moral, and intellectual integrity. He called me a model physician for the system. After about 30 minutes of that, he said, uh, the bad news here is that well, we're having some financial difficulties and we need to um, invoke the termination clause that was in our contract that you signed five years ago. I said, that's fine. Are you sure that's why it's for? They said, oh yeah, we're having some financial difficulties. And you know, the three people that hired you put their heads together and decided that, that you would be the one that needed to go, which didn't make any sense to me because I knew that I was the most experienced 
the most published and, and arguably the most loved, according to multiple internal sources. Did they make it a tenure issue? Were you there the least amount of time amidst the doctors that they were getting rid of? Is that they oh, didn't oh, no. oh, no. They've had high turnover. Okay. But here's the deal. Uh, five minutes, despite the fact that I had 120 days to fulfill my uh, clinical duties, which he gave me the option of, he tried to force a massive amount of money on me. I knew what it was for. I said, nah, I, if you're having financial difficulties, you just keep it, you know, do what you need to do. I'm not taking your money. He forced it on me. I didn't even have the agreement. He hadn't even emailed it to me yet, but I knew what was it was about. And it's like, no. What was in the um, agreement that was it? I mean, it was hush money of, of some sort. So what so I, I take it, you, you didn't take it. So you've been able to speak out. So what what was in the agreement that was, you know, in the fine print where you said this is what this is why you're trying to pay me? What was the fine print? And actually, I'll ask you that in a second. If it, we're going to go back to uh, the beginning of covid after this uh, and, and, and Dr. Thorpe is going to be talking about where his controversy came from. He was on Tucker Carlson and then, of course, was fired. So go back, go ahead and tell me what was in the fine print in that document? Well, um, he didn't send it to me until, uh, you know, 44 minutes into the con 45 minute conversation. He made sure I got it and just uh, uh, um, so so he he hung up the phone. He broke the contract. He sent an email or somebody did either him or maybe the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. Seven minutes after that conversation, email timestamped, multiple employees sent it to me. Thorpe is immediately uh, fired from his clinical responsibilities, basically completely suggesting that I was a bad physician, a bad doctor, did something bad. And, and that that's it. When I looked at the contract, when my wife, who's an attorney, looked at the contract, said, Jim, this is the most stringent non-disparagement clause I've ever seen in my life. Not only does it disallow you from um, saying anything that could be construed as negative. But guess what? It takes it another step higher. There's a verbiage in there that holds you, Jim, personally responsible for anybody that might is totally independent on you, like Anthony Russo or anybody else saying anything negative about SSM health. And if they do, you're responsible and you're in breach of contract. That's what my attorney told me. My attorney so essentially, told me, if you say you and I had this show and we didn't talk poorly about them on the show, we strictly talked about your data and your research. And then after the show, since we're then tied together, because we've done a show together, if I were to just say anything, not even list you, just be like, you know, I've heard things about um, you know, this organization, and it's it sounds like you know they're not you know, they're ignoring research or whatever it might be then that would actually break that contract. That's right. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think it could be construed. It's uh, so, um, so listen, um, here's the really concerning part is that I was loved. I was cherished. I'm a relationship guy. Uh, it's all about relationships. Yeah. I'm a incredibly efficient. I was the number one money producer in that apartment, according to multiple people internally. And so they Tucker Carlsonized me. They took a great financial hit and they put their patients at risk. Internal sources have told me that. But they, and I don't think they did it on their own volition. They had somebody 
they signed, my wife found, and this is posted. This is my twin, my pinned tweet. Nails SSM Health. The CEO, Laura Kaiser, Kevin Elledge, stating that they took $306 million, $306 million in early 2021 for COVID relief monies. They very likely signed the exact same, what I call the covenant with death that, that we proved by FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, and we published that the American College of OBGYN signed. And that's why that they have that contract where they cannot employ somebody. They cannot have any employee putting out a message that is contrary to their death narrative. And if they do, they'll have to pay every single penny back. $306 million. We broke it. It's, it's fact. We've written and published that fact. So they didn't want to fire me, but somebody called them up and said, execute Thor. Otherwise you're going to have to pay $306 million. That's, that's my, that's, that's my take on it. Now I can't prove that because we haven't FOIA'd them, but it's the identical situation that we did prove with American college of OBGYN. So what the, you got fired in June. Uh, we're we're kind of working backwards. The, when did um when did you go on Tucker Carlson? I was I was on. Listen, I've been on hundreds and hundreds of platforms like yours um, over the last three years. Hundreds and hundreds in in multiple different countries, multiple different continents, mostly in the United States. In December, I w- uh, was with Senator Ron Johnson, as you saw, as you showed, played that clip. Yeah. A couple months later, I was, uh, I think, mid, mid-February, mid I was Tucker Carlson. Uh, and and um, so it, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that they didn't want to fire me. And I think they felt bad about it. They loved me. And by the way, give them some credit. They did treat me on, honorably. They, yeah, they broke some laws. They did some, you know, uh, evil things. But they, they could have done worse. They could have yeah. trumped up and, and fired me drummed up charges like they did with Dr. Rennie Moon at the University of Washington State University up there in Seattle. Uh, They did that to her, by the way, on the same day. And they've done it to many, many other doctors. Um, So I think they purposefully um, honored me in that way. Um, I'm still out of job. Uh, I'm very honored to have taken a position with the wellness company, uh, Foster Colson, founder uh, and CEO Peter Gillily, and I'm with family that I love. I'm with my family, and instead of um, instead of being gagged, um, I'm with family uh, who feels the same as I do. And we don't push vaccines. We don't try to make money. We provide medications that save people's lives that are natural or they're safe repurposed drugs, and we make them available to the global community. So yeah, that's how that went down. So let's go back to uh, 2020. So COVID, COVID hits. Um, what was your initial before we even got to the vaccine stage? You're obviously, you know, working with. You know, there's a lot of information that I'm sure you were dealing with. People are saying, you know, make sure a, a mom doesn't get COVID. Make sure, you know all these different things, right? Um, 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, at the beginning, of the onset of COVID, what did you see in 2020? What did you say in some, in some cases before the vaccine came out, before you started looking at it? What was your initial uh, thoughts going into it? Well, this is a great segue for me to bring up a, a just a, a slide, if if that's okay. Absolutely, with you. go ahead. I'll I'll go ahead yeah, and share it on the it's, screen. It's a great great segue because um, I'll get that for you. And yeah, I mean, it, it, as you're saying, as, as we're working backwards, and as you're getting that slide, it's fascinating that doctors like you, Doctor McCullough. Several others, Brian Artis, I know he's a chiropractor, obviously, but there's so many doctors that, and I'm going to ask you the question later, why are, why are more doctors not speaking up? But I think, I think we know the answer just initially off the bat. You didn't have, you, you literally are in a place right now, and I see this slide, you're literally in a place right now where you don't have a career anymore. You're trying to figure out things because you spoke up and people will say, no, that it was a budget issue. No, I mean, Dr. McCullough is the most published doctor of all time, and he is literally self-funding himself to speak the truth to to the truth that he has found based on peer-reviewed data and his own data, just like you are the same. All right, I'm going to bring this slide up. Go for it. Can you see it okay on your end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it say? Go ahead and say a little bit more about what it's saying. So so basically, this is, this is just my, um, th- this is just my, my lead here. Gotcha. Um, and, and, um, there's you on the old Tucker. Yeah, that's Tucker. So, so let's start back with this. Um, first of all, uh, this timeline, um, October 15th, 2019, this is event 201. Okay. If you don't think this was not planned, you need to have your head examined. Go back and listen to that. It's, it's on YouTube. On- you can watch that on YouTube. If you watch, I think exercise, I think they've got like part three and part four were the most telling, like it is telegraphing everything that they did, including the way to instruct the mainstream media to misinform the American the world, in fact. So again, if it's on YouTube, They're, the devil's playbook is right there for you to watch. Go just look up event 201 on YouTube and watch all the parts. And it's yeah. not that long. It won't take that long. Go ahead, doc. So here it is again, just really 15th, exactly as you were saying, World Economic Forum. Listen, evil people like to gaslight their victims. They gaslight their victims and they tell you exactly what they're going to do. I mean, just look up the Georgia Guidestones. That gives you their MO. The Georgia Guidestones were constructed in 1980 by an anonymous globalist. This is a massive facility. They played God. They wrote 10 commandments in massive granite Ephesus. Massive. Must have cost millions, tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars on a massive property. 
in northeast Georgia. And what did they say? What was their number one commandment that they wrote in stone? I, you can't make this crap up, Anthony. What it's, was it? We keep the world population to 500 million. That's right. Okay, that's in stone. And interestingly, it was just taken down and destroyed by a bomb about a year ago. Yep. Uh, and in any ways, we won't get into that. But this is what evil people do. They do live simulation exercises to try to instill fear to tell you what's coming, just like the Georgia Guidestones. So now we, we go on here. Now, December 31st uh, is the first reported allegedly case of uh, the virus out of Wuhan. So keep that in mind. Right. Now, I, Do you believe it was well before then? Yeah, I think there's some ample data suggesting that there were there were some cases all over the world, including southern Italy, uh, uh, much earlier in 2019. Yeah. It was it was a relatively weak virus, um, I think. When it started. so th then we go again. Here's the first novel case, uh, and this, by the way, New England Journal of Medicine is an actor. It's a deep state actor. It's owned there. It's a fraudulent publication. Don't believe anything. Is and there any? Go, is there any current medical journal journals that you tr still trust? Yeah, there's a few. The uh, like, for example, um, I, I've published a lot in the um, Gazette of Medical Sciences. It's peer reviewed, um, okay. and they will not they they will not take down stuff. Succumb to the pressure like El Sevier journals, um, and what they do published is honest. There's another journal of the. Uh, American Association of Physicians and Surgeons that we publish, rigorously peer-reviewed. It's honest. The rest of them, used for toilet paper. Um, it's uh, you can save some toilet paper and you know wipe your fanny with them. Um, yeah. What, what was the one that uh, that had the article that it, it was Lancet. Lancet. The Lancet. Lancet. Yeah, I'll talk about the hydroxychloroquine one. And they literally didn't even research the fact that it was being done by a, a, a doctor that was three times. Uh, suspended from his license, and it was literally a money game to just make sure hydro. But no, people ignore that as as conspiracy, even though proven that it was. And the retraction was, of course, something that nobody paid attention to. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Let's talk about that. There it is. You're a brilliant man. This is the Lancet scam. Mandeep Mera, Harvard cardiologist, Manny Mera. He's like, uh, you know, kind of in uh, Dr. McCullough's specialty, obviously. Uh, um, must be a dimwit, but um, this guy and this Lancet Journal, Lancet and New England Journal of Medicine are allegedly the most powerful journals. Not allegedly, they are. They are. Um, they are. They control it. They're owned. Um, between, I will show you data. The Lancet, this guy, Mandeep Mera, the Lancet and the New England Journal are puppets. They're owned. They're completely fabricated bad, lethal disinformation. Between these two journals, and I'll show you the next, on subsequent slides, they're responsible globally for killing, how many? At least 48 million people globally, 48 million. They've killed them, 48 million, by massive publication of disinformation. As you said, this was completely fabricated Look at the date of this, okay? We're looking at um, 
were May of 2020, and there were 96,000 patients in the world on different continents that uh, that were entered into a study and that were treated with hydroxychloroquine. That's absolute hogwash. It's impossible. I published my whole life. You can't do that. Everybody knew it. We all knew it was contrived. And I, uh, I don't. For, for people that don't know about Mandeep, Mandeep was actually, I think he graduated early. He was brilliant when he was younger. He must have got himself into some trouble. He became a super shady doctor. He had been three times, as I just said, three times suspended. He was shady. He was super, super shady, clearly about to lose his license. And they needed to do something. And I don't, I, I would love to see his Cayman Island bank accounts. Uh, but they needed somebody to be the front man. It turns out the company that he ran this through actually only had three employees on LinkedIn and really never even existed before this. Yet The Lancet, the most prestigious, one of the top two most prestigious journals in the world, let this slip through the cracks. And then when they corrected it, they didn't make it public. They didn't make it a public statement. They made it quiet. It's bull crap. It's, it's horrible. And, and that's right. And, and what you said is absolutely true. When this was published, the rest of their uh, contrived, um, captured, all the mainstream media, all the doctors, the entire world, every single study stopped. Every single board went against us. And listen, listen up here. I'm an OBGYN expert. I've been using hydroxychloroquine in pregnancy all trimesters of pregnancy for 40 years. For 40 years, OBGYN doctors, internal medicine doctors, rheumatologists, family practice doctors that care for women of reproductive age uh, who are at much greater risk for autoimmune disease than their male counterparts get put on, many of them get Plaquenil is a trade name, right. AKA hydroxychloroquine, 40 years, very safe very effective, never had a problem with it. One of the safest drugs on the market. I knew it. And guess what? Guess what, Anthony? Well, every doctor knew it. <laughs> the CDC knew it and Everybody they agreed with Dr. Jim Thorpe. They agreed with me. I remember this. My sleuth wife, Maggie, incredible investigative uh, attorney, researcher, um, uh, I told her, I said, Maggie, you got to find this. I know it was there five years, uh, you know, before the pandemic. She found it. Here it is. Here is proof that the FDA and CDC agreed with a statement that your guest, me, Dr. Jim Thorpe, on September 5th, 2023, just made. It's safe and effective. And not only was it safe and effective, as you'll see, it's safe and effective in pregnancy and in children and breastfeeding mothers. This is what they did. They pulled this off. Why did they do this? Because their end game was pushing this lethal experimental genetic therapy. Had they not done this, the emergency use authorization, the so-called EUA, that gave them the license to use a dangerous experimental drug, it would have been illegal. It should yeah. have been illegal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because so, they, they needed to discredit hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I remember they had to they had to discredit any of the alternative. That's how the EUA worked. We we you know we talked about it on our show. Truth will set you free. There's no way to there is that that is there is no way to, to without the proper testing and information of the American public. The way that they are able to slam that to us is by slapping the EUA label on there. And the EUA doesn't come if they're seeing any kind of trial success from hydroxychloroquine or the quote unquote horse dewormer. I do have a question for you. So I'm looking, I want to know, and I think on that slide, it said 28 million. Uh, you said 48 million. So I want to make sure that we're accurate. And I know, I want to know what you're talking about. The, the, where you, when you say, let that, me explain, let me explain yeah. those numbers for you. Okay. It's thank very you. easy. And th- these are, it's very easy. That's a conservative number. Okay. Uh, let's first take facts. How many people have died in the world from uh, COVID-19? Well, it's a minimum of 6 million. They're and- saying currently, according to the world, uh, worldometer, whatever you want to call it, there has been 694 million, 695 million cases and 6.9 million deaths. Okay. So I'm off. I under, so let's, let's just take, let's assume it's 6 million. We now know uh, and Dr. McCullough and Dr. Zev Zelenko, the McCulloch Protocol, Dr. Ben Marble, that early treatment with these medications is a key. And with early treatment, over 95% are cured. They're cured. They don't die. They don't go to the hospital. Peter McCullough testified in front of the multiple senates uh, stating this. They don't die. All the people that have died in the hospital died because they were not given early outpatient treatment, period. So let's just say 6 million died, okay? We know from casualty figures that there's at least three times that many severely injured, probably much more. In war, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's about threefold or, or actually higher. Uh, in medicine, it's probably higher. We'll take a conservative. So 6 million died, three times that, 18 million have been severely injured. That's 24 million. Now, that's just with the nonsense and shenanigans they pulled with uh, disallowing us to use ivermectin and to use vitamin C and vitamin D3 and nebulizers and ivermectin. Okay. And sending people home with an Advil and saying, if it gets worse, it got, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. So, so now let me just, so that's, that's 24 million, right? 24 million. Yeah. So you, there's ample evidence. Many experts, uh, you take uh, Denis Rancourt 
and, and many other experts from many different sources around the world that now agree that more people were killed and injured by the vaccine than by COVID-19. So that's another uh, 24 million. So 24 million there from the vaccine. Uh, so they're saying yeah. 24 million vaccine injured or deaths? Injured and death. Same thing. They said um, that they say that there's at least as many killed, 6 million, at least as many injured, another 18 million. That's so an four, additional 24 million. 24 so million, of 24 million, million lives. So we're saying 48 million lives either dead or drastically affected. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I mean, the whole world is taking the vaccine the same way that we have, unfortunately. Um, so as a, as a doctor that was working in the system, did you, were you forced to vaccinate yourself? Yeah, they tried to force me and I refused it. I put in a medical exemption and, and listen, I was their number one moneymaker. They weren't, they weren't going to, I was the number one producer. They weren't going to fire me over that. They weren't going to fire you over a mandate, but they'll fire you over a threat of $309 million in funding right. that they'd have to give back. And they fired a lot of their other employees. Uh, and, and that's why I'm putting that tweet out in front of them. And, and by the way, on, on the slide, I didn't get to talk about sure, that. No, I'll, I'll bring the slide back up. I just want to see you talk there. There we go. Go for it. So, so what I did, um, I published this. You see myself, um, my beautiful wife, uh, my older brother, uh, who's an incredible, uh, incredibly, uh, one of the most brilliant physicians I've ever met in my life. He's an inter uh, interventional radiologist. But anyways, we published this, as you see, in July of 2022. This, this is one of the, uh, my preferred journals uh, because it is peer-reviewed, number one. And I, I, I have guarantees that they will never uh, pull something, uh, take it off publication like Elsevier did, like the New England Journal's done, like many other journals that just have done this to Dr. Peter McCullough to the autopsy study that proved the vaccines were killing people. It got accepted, I believe, um, uh, to a major journal that was owned by El Salvier the day after it was published, peer reviewed and published. It was removed. Okay, this is how these evil people work. So I purpose to put this, exactly these shenanigans in a peer reviewed journal that will be with us as long as there's humanity. They will be able to find this journal. Um, you know, now it's not listed on Index Medicus, but all you have to do is go to Google Scholar and put in my name and, and all these manuscripts will come up. They're be, going to be protected, you know, really forever. And, and here's what, of course, this is a shenanigans that, uh, that is published in that journal, an extensive page uh, on, on uh, uh, on, of, of this data goes through exactly the shenanigans at Mara and, and the it's Surgisphere is the name of that little known Chicago group um, who, who, by the way, um, uh, funneled or ghost writ or maybe, or maybe not were involved with this, but they alleged that it was Surgisphere that, that um, this was a go ghost written article by Pfizer and it was given to Manny, Mandy, Mara. And, uh, and by the way, I, you taught me a lot about Mandeep Mara. Um, uh, I didn't know some of the stuff background, but 
I do know. I think he's still in good standing at Harvard. As That's a- but that was actually I was going to know see if you knew anything about where he is now. I knew he was in trouble for a bit, but I'm I mean if you've got enough money backing you and you've got a fallback, I'm sure I'm sure he and he fell. I'm sure he fell on his feet just fine. But I'm actually curious. I, I want to look him up after we do the show. All right, so. Um, now let's get into the vaccines. And I know, I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole, I guess, meat and potatoes of this is the fact that even when people started to question the vaccine, and I know we're at 2020 on that chart, but when people started to actually question it outside of the people like me, uh, mid 20, I guess, late 2021, beginning of 2022, the one thing that was they started being allowed to talk about it, but the one thing that they just shut down was anything involving expectant mothers and the vaccine. So go ahead and get us kind of up to that point. I know you got a little bit more before then, but yeah. go ahead and take us to where you are so, there on the Pfizer study. So this is a very, very important, um, you know, the 90 day rollout, uh, which uh, Pfizer is legally mandated to keep statistics on and analyze and report to the public. 90-day rollout. Officially, it began on December 1st, but really they shipped them out um, and people didn't start getting injected until December 10th or December 14th, depending on who you believe. That's an important date. So then we go to the next one. The end of that 90-day, really it was a 10-week rollout, was um, February 28th, 2021. I want you to look at this. I want your audience to focus on this and remember that date because this is the crux of the smoking gun. This is what I've been looking at. On February 28th, 2021, this was available to me. This was leaked by a whistleblower. Of course, the CDC and the FDA knew it. Of course, Pfizer knew it. What did they do? They tried to bury it for 75 years. Look at it. it was the deadliest drug ever rolled out in the history of medicine. The deadly. It's always been, always been, always been. If you have an event where you have 50 deaths, um, it's immediately removed from the market. They well, there's, there's never been a vaccine on that had a fraction of what the VARES, uh, and I know that everybody's got their issues with the VARES, but there's never been anybody with the, any any vaccine with a fraction of this. So you're saying this is, and I'm going to have you kind of out, explain what we're looking at. Um, this is the most fatal drug, not just vaccine, most fatal drug that's ever been administered. Right. Not 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 only that, we'll call it whatever in Hades you want to call it, Anthony. You can call sure. it a drug. You can call it a vaccine, you can call it a medical intervention, or you can call it an experimental gene therapy. Whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, by far and away, it is the deadliest drug ever rolled out to the public by Pfizer's own data. And they tried to bury it. And and this is extraordinarily important. And you know what? They weren't supposed to be using it in pregnant women. They weren't supposed to be using it in pregnant women. So wait, go they back, just, go back one. What? So what? What is the? So that you've got the case outcome. Explain this table as if, um, as if I'm a three year old. General, it says general overview, selected char- characteristics of all cases received during the reporting interval. The age range is over 17 years old. Uh, they had a total of, it looks like they they had relevant cases in the 30,000 area, a little bit over 30,000. It appears. The bulk of the the highest amount of age group would be 31 to 50, but they had everybody from 
seven. Actually, they had some younger, but it was mostly eight. Sorry, mostly 18 to over 75. So it was a pretty wide range. So if you look, I'm looking at it and tell me if I'm wrong. Recovered, recovering. These are people that are these people that took the vaccine. Yes. And, and again, this this is a this is arguably a, a difficult to interpret because they did redact the exact denominator, you know, relevant cases, um, you know, how many vaccines were shipped out. I, they redacted that. But it's irrelevant. What the arrow points to is the fatalities after the vaccine. And we now know that 50 percent of those fatalities occurred within the first 48 hours. 80 percent occurred within the week. 1,223. That's all you need to know about this slide. Listen, in 1976, when my older brother, Kenny Ed and I were at Wayne State University School of Medicine, the swine flu vaccine came out. There were only 26 deaths, Anthony. It was immediately removed from the market. Of course. It's a turn of the century. In 1999, year 2000, the rotavirus vaccine was immediately removed from the market. They didn't have any deaths Anthony, they only had a dozen or so cases of a, a treatable, reversible complication called intussusception, where the bowel, the baby's bowel, uh, telescopes on itself. That's all immediately. So this what is almost is that? that's almost a three percent death rate to be very so. So I'm realizing why I'm confused. This isn't people with COVID. These are people that had adverse. So they're actually admitting that in their testing they had. 29,914 relevant female adverse reactions, 9,182 male, and then no data on 2,990. I'm sure they were non-binary. Uh, so that is the total that we have of people that had, ad these are just adverse reactions in their testing, correct? Is that what this is? This is the first 90-day rollout for all of the rollout. adverse events, allegedly. I'm sure so that's, a, that's a lot. I mean, that would match up with the, the numbers on, uh, on, on bears. I mean, that's a lot of adverse reactions in the first 90 days of rollout. And out of that, uh, there's 1,223. That is, a, that is a number of 2.9%, 2.9%, almost 3% fatality. Uh, and that's people within 90 days of taking the vaccine. And this is Pfizer's own data, correct? That's correct. Now let's one other point here. Um, you know, you, you have uh, almost, uh, uh, what do you got, 38,000 adverse events up there between the male and the female, right? Yeah. Okay. I said a threefold. Okay. Obviously, it's more like a, you know, 20-fold or whatever. It's not right. threefold. So I was conservative. The deaths compared to the, uh, you have far more than three times the injuries compared to the death. So, you know, that number that I gave you, 48,000, is really, really low. 48 million. But I want to go on. To oh, and I, I have to correct myself. When I'm saying this, these aren't, these are people, uh, when I say 3%, 3% fatality rate, not of people that got the vaccine, because that could be very misconstrued. So I, I misconstrued. Right. I don't want to say it. 3% of people that had an adverse reaction died. I just, in my head, I realized I was that's, saying that incorrectly. So I wanted to correct that. That's a really important correction. And that's why I, uh, you know, the other interesting thing here, it's very fascinating. Look at the discrepancy, Anthony, 29, almost 30,000 females compared with only 9,000 males. Now, this underscores a really important point. 
um, that, that um, why is that? Well, you know, this might be just a, a epidemiological phenomena, a sample bias, but it underscores one of my points of why women were targeted. Listen, women were, my patients, women were targeted and the American College of Obstetricians, Gynecologists were targeted. Why? Two reasons. control. Two reasons. Two re they were targeted with advertisement, with payment. Why were they targeted? Two simple reasons. Number one, women, not women, are the primary medical decision makers. They always have been. That's the way God wired them. It's not men. Even physicians like Dr. McCulloch and myself, we don't make the family medical decisions. Our wives do, even though they're non-doctors. It's the same in the vast majority of cultures all over the world. That's the way women are wired. Men don't have that. Uh, no, that's a fact, 100%. 100%. I think it's a, I, want, I want to finish that. Sorry, go ahead. Two reasons. Number one, it's a, it's a tactic marketing strategy that the Department of Health and Human Services took up. But here's the most important, the second reason why they targeted American College of OBGYN obstetricians. If you can convince the world that the most vulnerable population, i.e. pregnant women, that is safe, effective, and necessary, they've won the ball, they've won the ball game for the entire world. Their yeah. narrative, if they their narrative was it's safe and effective and absolutely necessary in pregnancy, that's their narrative. It still is. If it's safe and effective and necessary in the most vulnerable population in the world, every person on the planet needs to have the shot. That was their rationale. Those two reasons. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, it, it is a, a long game on top of the on top of obviously the metrics and the marketing aspect, it's a long game because if, if it really is, if you want to go down the rabbit hole of population control, the more you affect women, the, the easier it is to, to keep the population from growing. What I find interesting, I've never seen this graph or this chart is I was always under the impression that males had the most adverse uh, reactions. And it turns out they, they did not, it was almost hushed up that females and I, and which is weird to me because I know the people that I know that have had the most adverse reactions are all female. They're all female, but all we ever heard about was the myocarditis and men, even from, you know, Peter McCullough, the only mild amount of information that they put out there. And it goes to what you said. They could not scare the women. They had to avoid scaring the women on a marketing level. Well, sense. let's, let's be careful about that too, because there are some other potential explanations. So let's, I think you may be right, but let's look at this. You know, there's a difference between passive follow-up and surveillance versus active. Ah. There's no question on the passive follow-up surveillance, women far outnumber. But you know what? On the few actively followed up surveillance, men. Really? Men. So so be careful about your your um, our conclusions there. Let's you know you may be right, but I mean, yeah. But it's still interesting to know that it's it's at least closer to equal than than predominantly a male issue. It's not predominantly a male issue. It's it's a both gender issue, no doubt. Yeah. Now I want to go on to the next slide here yeah. because of course the last slide. This is page seven. And by the way, viewers watching this, Anthony, you can pull this up yourself. Go to uh, Pfizer, P-F-I-Z-E-R, 
5.6, Pfizer 5.3.6, and then afterward put P as in Peter, H as in Harry, M as in Peter, P as in Peter, T as in Tom, P-H-M-P-T. Put those initials in. It'll bring you right up to this. You can download it. This is paid. They make it really easy to find. (laughs) Now, and by the way, they tried to hide this. This is page 12 of the same document. Anthony, pregnant women were not allowed to be in the phase in these trials. They weren't allowed to get this. But there's over 270 pregnant women that were included. Why? And this is their own data. When you, this is hard to interpret. And that's why you, you need an expert like me that can interpret this data because very few other physicians, not in my specialty, can interpret this. The lingo, the semantics, our definitional um, uh, language in obstetrics is crucial. But there's, we look at this, there were, there was basically, an 81% miscarriage rate, 81% miscarriage rate, that rivals the abortion pill, mefepristone, RU486. There was a five-fold increase in fetal death rate, exactly what I've seen in my extensive experience, exactly. There was, uh, and and by the way, there was an eight-fold increase in newborn death rate what we've seen, what I've seen clinically. And there is a 14.7% risk of the babies that breastfed these injected mothers that had complications. This is a lethal drug in pregnancy. They knew it. They tried to bury this. Mark Weber, HHS, Deputy Assistant Secretary Mark Weber, of HHS knew this. CDC knew it. FDA knew it. Shima Bakuro knew it. The Vaccine Safety Committee knew it. Pfizer knew it. Most American doctors had access to this because it was leaked out in 2021, early. Now, the federal judge made them release it, even though we had it. We didn't know that it wasn't a fake. I knew it wasn't a fake. I looked at it and I saw the fingerprints of Pfizer all over it. But it wasn't until April Fool's Day in 2022 that it was released in a tranche. And you know what? The document that I had over a year earlier was exactly the same document, even the same facsimile type uh, artifact. It was the same document. So everybody had this. Everybody knew it. They decided to bury it. They got caught with their pants down when the federal judge made them release it. And here we are. And now nobody pays attention to this document. So I, there's a very minimal amount of, of of testing on this from Pfizer because they didn't even allow their their mothers to be on it. And then they I guess they ended it early in some ways. But the question that I have is how did. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't even know how to ask this question. So with, with such small numbers, the, the percentages are so high. How are, here's what I'm at. You, you know, you, you I think I understand. Let me, let me rephrase your question. Cause I'm yeah. reading your mind. Thorpe. You can't make a comparison here. You don't have a control group. Yes, I do. I have historical control groups. I know what these averages should be. Was that your question? Actually, no, the better. Yeah, similar to that. But the question is, where where were these tests? Is this is this a, a rate of soon after the vaccine? Or is, I mean, this has to be within 90 days of taking it. So is there something to be said right now? Have you seen mothers that have had the vaccine, have had the booster, but there's a year in between? Are they Are they better off? Are they a little bit safer if they didn't have the initial adverse reaction? It's a great question. Uh, this and this is a scary answer. I'm going to give you. Nobody has that the truth uh, or the patent on that question's answer. In my experience, and I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to say this, but I've seen pro- pregnancies um, over a year after the vaccine um, still have the same complications. Okay. And it brings us to a whole nother topic, and that's shedding, which we don't have time to get into. But yeah, I was actually, I had that in my notes. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I do believe in shedding, but I don't know, I don't know how, how we can even chart that at this point, because there's 70% of our country is vaccinated. So well, man, we've, we've, we, we've charted that. And my, my group, our group, the My Cycle Story group, uh, which published a major article, the first article on the first credible article on the menstrual abnormalities well over a year ago. Our second article is now coming out and soon to be published, and it will essentially prove the shedding phenomena. Um, look for that article. Uh, my name will be on it. Uh, you know, several of the CHD doctors' names will be on it. Uh, Dr. Northrup's name, uh, Jill Newman, is the lead author. Um, and, and then um, several other authors, uh, Sue Peters, PhD, from uh, working with RFKJ, uh, is on there. Uh, Brian Hooker, several of uh, uh, RFK Jr.'s uh, group. So this is going to be a landmark article that essentially proves, it confirms what we all knew. Something is being shed. Uh, so Got look it. for that article. So I know we, we're, we're, we're over time, which is fine. We'll try to wrap it up pretty quick. I have is it, Before we get into the final bit of data, if you have more data, I, I do have a question. So first off, how... How do people still, in your opinion, how do people still believe that this is conspiracy talk? This is crazy talk. Well, uh, it's it's pretty easy. Um, it's pretty easy. It's a very easy explanation. Um, they're trying to destroy this country purposefully. The current administration, uh, Obama, is the the leader of this. He tried. He was a Manchurian candidate. He tried beginning destroying this country with his first and second term. He did a pretty good job, but he's finishing the job now. Um, One of the things that he purposefully did was he printed $5 trillion for this uh, COVID-19 sham uh, and distributed it to essentially bribe everybody. It's, you know, it's not the 13 billion that HHS used in the community care Corps. There's so many other different organizations. Realize that 178 billion was used 
to bribe over 420,000 physicians that could go to a private website of the HHS CDC, log on, put their birthday, their tax ID number, and put in their banking routing number and their account number and have wired transferred money directly to their account. It's $178 billion. So so my point is that, that there was a reason why they pushed this and it was twofold. You know, they all likely signed, even if it was an electronic agreement to get that money, the same covenant with death that I spoke about with the American College. But now it's not hundreds of millions. It's not hundreds of billions. Now we know that $5 trillion was printed. What did that $5 trillion do? It destroyed our economy. Look at inflation. What's the southern border done? Destroyed our economy, uh, put us in, in peril. I won't go on with that. But there's so many people that have taken so much money, not to mention all of the gaslighting, all of the threats on, on you know, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough uh, and so many others. You know, so we get so the question is, what would you tell the ultra leftist that looks at me as somebody that I'm like, let's have a conversation. And they say, there's no way that it's happening to mothers. There's no way that there's all these vaccine deaths. You're a conspiracy theorist. So what would be if, if I could have and if the viewers can have three sentences or a paragraph to get out and say to those people to say, trust me, this is why you should believe this. What would be that best? What would be the best smoking gun line you could give them? Pfizer's own data that I just showed you, number one, and number two, the gross fraudulence and capture of the New England Journal of Medicine and the Lancet. That's all you need to know. Everything else after that in public, uh, in the public domain is fake. All the medical journal articles uh, trying to uh, trying to uh, support their false narrative because they killed a lot of people, they're all fake. Those are the things. And, and by the way, you know, Anthony, you can't convince those people they're mentally ill. They're mentally ill. You can't convince a person. And by the way, there's a lot of data coming out now that these shots cause mental illness, cause a rapid progression of brain disease and psychiatric illness. And I won't even go into the spiritual aspects of living in a lie. When you live in a lie purposefully, uh, your reason is blighted. Um, you just read St. Paul, Romans chapter one. You know, this guy that wrote this book at the turn of the century, I'm blocking on his name. All uh, liberal progressives are mentally ill. It's a mental disease. You know, that's a very serious book. That's not a joke. There's very serious data to show that. And it's confirmed if you read the Bible. Read St. Paul chapter one. You raise your middle finger at God, denies that he exists, and God gives you over to delusion. That's what's happened here. Yeah, These people are mentally ill. You can't argue reason with a mentally ill person. So I wouldn't even try to argue with one of these progressives. I think, it, I think it eventually works though. Like there's, there's a woman I just had a, a she's, she's a longtime follower of the show. We disagree on politics all the time. Um, and then she, you know, she heard, hears me talking about the, this stuff over and over again, thinks I'm Looney Tunes. And then she saw like sick Inc or one of those documentaries. And the fact that it was like, you know, well-produced non-conspiratorial thing, or it was like something about, it was one of the farmer pharma, pharma documentaries. Finally, she said to me, she goes, it's, it's bull crap. You're right. 
I, I and so I think it does for some people it eventually switches. But then the other argument people have, you know, you're a doctor that spoke out. Peter McCullough spoke out. He's now been completely destroyed by the media. You have as well, and you've been deemed a you know crazy doctor that you know doesn't follow science, even though you're completely following science. So what about those people that say? There's all these doctors tell me that it's safe. It's got to be safe. Look at all these doctors there. You know, they tell me this. Why are so many doctors one? Why are so many doctors reluctant to say that it's bad? And two, when you have quiet conversations, how many doctors know that this was garbage? And well, the answer, the first question is, it's obvious why they won't come out because they're we're all employed. Ninety nine percent of physicians are employed. If they come out, they're going to get fired from their employer, number one, or number two, the medical boards, their credentialing boards, their licensing boards will rip their credentials away and they'll no longer be able to practice. So those two things. And then you know people that have that. gotten threatened like that. Have they gotten? Th I mean, I know there's the doctor oh, yeah. in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, there's hundreds, hundreds all over. That's the important part of it. But the other part of it, too, is remember this was a $5 trillion. That's the largest PSYOPs, fifth generation war campaign in, in the history of the world. $5 trillion to get people to take a drug that's deadly. Um, it works. That's the way PSYOPs, fifth generation works. So, you know, there's so many motivation factors. And the other thing is there's very few people, I'm told, you know, I've done this a few times in my career. When I make a mistake, um, I publicly come out and I uh, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I have looked at new data. I was wrong. I made a mistake. I probably hurt some people. Please forgive me. I was wrong. I didn't do it purposefully, but I now believe this because of umpty ump, umpty ump, umpty ump. I did that. I was pushing vaccines in pregnancy. I pushed, I probably hurt patients, but I have done a, a metanoia. I have done a metanoia and I have uh, apologized and repented. Uh, I've done it publicly. People say, Thorpe, why, why do you do that? I do that because it's the right thing to do, number one. And number two, I do it because that's what my creator expects me to do. Repent, make a mistake. I'm a human being. I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm allowed to misinterpret data and look at new data. And, and that's, then and that's science. That's, you know, you could look at it from that's relationship with humanity, God, also most likely science as well. Do you, do you believe that there are any get out of the COVID vaccine for small children? I know that's not what you do, but I'm sure you work kind of hand in hand with uh, pediatrics. Do you believe in any of the vaccine schedule anymore for children or, or, I, I listen. I, I'm a veteran. I push vaccines in everybody up until whatever, maybe ten years ago. Yeah. Or so, until my eyes were open, when I saw the corruption. Listen, there's not one vaccine on the schedule. There's countless numbers. Not one of them have been proven to be safe or effective. Well, they don't they have to be anymore. Severe illnesses. They are no randomized, double-blinded, placebo-controlled trials for any vaccine that's on the schedule. And that's even when we did our VAERS analysis that you saw me in front of the uh, United States Senate and Ron Johnson and Peter McCullough and Ryan Cole. Um, listen, that's why the CDC makes us compare the COVID-19 vaccine, the novel vaccine 
to a previous vaccine because it gives them a statistical cheating placebo group. There's no such thing as a safe vaccine. They have all been associated with deaths so that you have to, you can't use another vaccine. Well, this was killing so many people that by, even by using another vaccine, the danger signal was still there. Yeah. So, so the point is, is that, you know, in, in 2020, in summer of 2020, I designed a randomized double-blinded placebo controlled trial, which would have answered the question, but that was rejected. That was rejected. The, they didn't want to have anything to do with that because it would have shown the truth. Wow. All right. My last question, and then you could wrap it up with, with any last bit of information or fact or data that you want. So I, the, the question I asked about the doctors in your conversations with nurses, doctors, whatever it is, the ones that they want to keep their jobs. Do most doctors right now know that this is how, how bad this is, or are they still completely blind or is the option they're saving their job and they know, or is it, they're still mostly blind? Um, uh, I think most of them know that this is bad. Listen, the American people have voted with their feet. I just wanna say that don't ever trust your doctor, don't ever trust your nurse. The most important thing that you could say to your doctor, your nurse, or your administrator is, are you willing to lose your job to save my life or my baby's life? They'll lie to you. They won't, they will not. And that's why I'm so proud to be with the wellness company, with uh, Peter McCullough and others, uh, you know, at the wellness company. We're a parallel healthcare system. We are going to take down, and there's, it's not just the wellness company, there's many others. The, the parallel healthcare systems are booming with business now because the American public knows that they're fraudulent, that they're not looking out for their best interests. Listen, they have caused the chronic disease explosion in this country that we've witnessed. $4.1 trillion is our healthcare budget in the United States of America. And 90% of that is for chronic diseases that this healthcare system and these vaccines and these dangerous medicine pushers have caused. There's no cure to them. There's only palliative treatments. So the wellness company is TWC, TWC.health, is that correct? Yes. Get the hell out of slavery and bondage in these evil systems that don't care about yourself, that are pushing lethal drugs. Come over to the wellness company. Don't get a vaccine. Go to the wellness company and get the uh, emergency medical pack. That's what you need for this fall, the emergency medical pack. It's an incredible opportunity to save your lives, your family lives, not with a vaccine, with safe, proven medications. It's very safe. Every family needs one of these in their home. You know, I've been doing this since Y2K, keeping large stocks of medicine available for my patients, family, and friends when in emergency. They're not available now. You can't get all these medications it would take you forever and cost you a fortune to get the eight different drugs that we have available in the emergency medical pack at the wellness company. I'm looking at the to... website right now. Real quick question. So, I, I mean, it's got obviously Peter McCullough on here, Heather Gessling, Harvey Rich, if you know who that is, uh, Richard Amerling. So a lot of big names on it. But my question is, so I see the signature series spike formula. I, I didn't think I was going to ask about the website, but now that I'm looking at it. Um, 
do you have stuff not only do you have stuff that will help people that have been vaccinated before? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yes. that's so I I mean I use I, I know you probably know who Dr. Brian Artis is. I I I'm an affiliate for his supplements. I use I love Brian. I love Brian. I lose his, I use his immune C. I, I use the uh, docs viral defense, but I don't think he really has something. He has, he has what he would suggest for people that have, um, that have had the shot and are trying to, to, you know, maybe get glutathione and different stuff like that through the system. Do you have something very specific for those people? The spike formula, the spike formula. We have okay. spike formula for adults and for kids, and it's extraordinarily uh, valuable. We, we can't make a, a false claim uh, like I get the, the like the federal government is doing, they're lying through their pants. They should be in jail for making false claims of therapy. We don't have randomized, double-blinded, placebo-controlled trials, but there's enough studies, and we have all the studies on the website. Go to the wellness company twc.health. Look at the spike formula. Uh, look at the emergency medical pack on the spike formula that we have. We're using natural kinase and several other natural supplements that are safe and studies show that they're effective. It's been used in Japan for 20 years. It's a fermented soybean abstract, natokinase, uh, bromelain uh, is another one. You know, these, uh, the standard anticoagulants that are used in medicine, they don't work on these pandemic blood clots. It's the natokinases and the bromelases that do. So, you know, I'm not, I'm very proud to be not pushing vaccines that will kill and injure you, but to be, you know, giving patient natural remedies that are uh, suggested to be very safe by studies and by extensive use in other parts of the country. They're safe in other parts of the world. So the spike formula, very safe, yes. So, um, I, do you guys do a totally side question? Do you guys do affiliates? I'd love to be able to promote that on, on my page as well. Cause I'm, I'm looking through the website and I do really, really like it. And I like the products, what you have on there. So maybe we'll talk about that or I'll, I'll talk to your people afterwards. About uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll get, um, let, give, give me, um, give me a call and I'll connect you, um, with, um, with, uh, Chris Barron, the Perfect. chief counsel with, Perfect. Uh, and and I'll connect you and and we can get that taken care of. Yeah, we have a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people use the 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 products from artists, but so many people say I had to get the shot for work. What can I start taking? So I think that we we have a lot of people that would like to to know. And every our viewers may not know who you are as much as as Dr. Peter McCullough, but just what's behind that website. Um, it, it looks, it looks good. It looks really, really good. So I want to do that. All right. I'm going to give you a chance for final words. If you can, if there's anything, if there is some, something else you want to throw up, let me know, but yeah, final words. I was great having you, but tell us, uh, your final thoughts. Yeah. My, my final thoughts here are, um, I'm, I'm very grateful to be on your platform. Um, Americans, please don't listen to the lethal propaganda the false chicanery coming out of the White House, coming out of this um, brainless uh, president uh, and his evil uh, puppet uh, puller. So don't don't believe it. Don't take any more of the vaccines. Listen, they came out and said you need to take a, the eighth vaccine now because the prior seven vaccines apparently put you at risk for this new variant. This is what they've admitted. 
Yeah. And, and now Dr. Jill just got it. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden just got COVID and I'm sure she's had every booster quote unquote, every booster known to mankind, but yeah, it's working real well. Go ahead. Don't, don't, don't get that. Go to the wellness company, uh, take safe drugs, get that emergency medical kit. If you've got kids, get the spike formula, uh, protection for the children, for the adults, get the adult spike formula. That is worth that's weight in gold. Um, again, my name is Dr. Jim Thorpe. Uh, follow me. I have a truth, uh, uh, freedom in truth substack. There's incredible information. It's free. There's no paywall. I've done a five-part series on the covenant with death. The data that uh, my wife Maggie and I have published, It's uh, we have extensive publications on America Out Loud. Uh, my Twitter handle is J-A-T-H-O-R-P-M-F-M, as in Mary Francis Mary, or maternal fetal medicine physician. Everything that we published is on that. All the exposure of the Sisters of St. Mary's Health of St. Louis, SSM Health, that fired me, the CEO's name, the link to where they took over $300 million dollars and calling for the CEO, Laura Kaiser, Kevin Elledge, you owe it to your employees, to your patients, and to the American people. This is not private. You owe it to us. That was our tax dollars of $306 million. What covenant did you sign? Let's see the agreement. You owe it. This is not private business. You have no, you have no right to be taking that money and making private back deal contracts with the government. And they're not alone. We know that. Dr. Thorpe, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was another episode of Blunt Force Discussion. Like this, share this, do all the things, tell your friends. Take it easy and God bless. <laughs>